0: Dan Snyder in trouble with other NFL owners who are reportedly, quote-unquote, counting votes. Surprise! Right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us and welcome in Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast as we begin a brand new week. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, each, and every day we are your daily podcast featuring and covering the Washington Commanders. We're free and available on all platforms and we thank you for making us your first listen of the day and your first view of the day if you're watching us on YouTube. Either way, we hope that you subscribe And Download and support the show and be interactive with all sorts of options for comments, voicemail, uh, and email, which will give you some of that information later on. David Harrison covers the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He's normally here with us to start the week, but because of my daughter's high school graduation this week, David and I will be working shows separate the entire week um, so that I can go and spend time with uh, her uh, and celebrate uh, that uh, achievement with her. Uh, so I'm Chris Russell. Uh, again, as I mentioned, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You can find Pete Medhurst and myself there Monday through Friday, normal weeks, but not this week, from three to seven Eastern time, or anytime along with this show right on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there. Or on Twitter, find David at dharrison82, me at Russellmania621, and the show at LO Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, so we start with this. We got hit with this late Saturday night. When they say 24-7, 365, they're not kidding. And trust me, everyone around Ashburn, Virginia, home of the Washington Commanders, knows at any point, even late on a Saturday night at the end of May, you can be hit with a gut punch. This one might be the kind of gut punch that fans, and I suppose media, might want. So Dan Snyder, the owner, the embattled owner of the Washington Commanders, could be, could be in some big time trouble with fellow NFL owners, according to a new report, uh, again, late on Saturday night by USA Today's Jarrett Bell. Now, who is Jarrett Bell? He recently received a selection from the Pro Football Hall of Fame as the 2022 Bill Nunn Memorial Award winner winner as voted on by the Professional Football Writers Association of America. He'll be honored uh, in Canton in early August, around, along with the rest of the Hall of Fame class, uh, and be a part uh, of those activities. So this isn't a fly-by-night journalist. This isn't somebody who is just looking for Internet clicks. This isn't somebody that was just dropped on the doorstep yesterday. This is someone with serious reporting chops, someone with very, very, very legitimate credentials. So we start there because we always want to make sure that we're not just overreacting to something that simply isn't true, A, and something that is from an illegitimate or fly-by-night outlet. That's not Jared Bell. I know Jared a little bit. Don't know him super well, but I know him a little bit, uh, and he's been around the facility, and he's been covering the NFL for a very, very long time. And again, recognized by the PFWA uh, as the Bill Nunn Memorial Award winner. So here's what Jared Bell of USA Today reported again late on Saturday night. He said one NFL owner that he spoke to, who of course remained, um, you know, without a name, so we don't know who it is, said the group of NFL ownership. We don't know how many NFL owners. We don't know if that's all, some, main, many. We don't know. Is quote unquote counting votes as to whether Dan Snyder can be pushed out by vote. Now, you need 24 votes or three fourths or 75% of the league's ownership in order to do this so when you hear counting votes don't get too excited because we don't know if counting votes is two four or six or eight or who do we appreciate you get my point we don't know if it's 20 we don't know if it's 25 we have no idea one of the quotes from the Jarrett bell story said quote there's growing frustration among uh, about the washington situation and not over one issue But over how much smoke there is, an unnamed owner told Bell, I think everybody's getting tired of it. Now again, we don't know if this is the same owner that told Bell about the counting votes because there's multiple unnamed owners quoted in this story. We'll get to another quote from a fourth NFL unnamed owner in just a little bit. So as Bell kind of went through the story, he said, The people not involved in NFL ownership definitely are tired of it, which I took to mean the people in the league office. He said the question is is whether Snyder and the other or whether the other owners are willing to hold Snyder to a standard that could potentially be used against them and held against them in the future. Right. You're setting a precedent. Uh, He said that's part of the reason why the league did not request a written report in the Beth Wilkinson situation, because the league did not want to set a precedent about its own. Remember, they did it for Ray Rice. Remember, they did it for Deflategate, which, yes, theoretically affected Bob Kraft. But those were players. They did not. They did not get a written report when it came to Jerry Richardson, the former Carolina Panthers graced owner. So this is, again, part of the line, right, as we've been covering whenever there's been news and news cycle information between Congress and the House Oversight and before that with the Washington Post and the women coming forward and the ex-employees. And I've told you my side as an ex-employee being in that building every day almost for a five-year period, being behind the scenes, something that most reporters quite honestly don't get to do and have. Um, so as Jared basically points out, you know, now with the latest allegations from Jason Friedman, the financial irregularities, what's true or not, where they go, who knows, basically said the death now, quote unquote, the death now. He said the owner, uh, and again, we don't know exactly what owner this is all unnamed, quote, if that happened, I think that's the nail in the coffin, end quote. Um, Bell also in USA Today, and again, this story is behind a paywall, and quite honestly, I don't have access to it. Uh, So I tell these quotes from uh, free pro football talk from USA Today, from so on and so forth, that basically uh, owners, quote, vehemently raised, end quote, concerns about the lack of a written report during the league meetings in March. Roger Goodell and the league, as Jared points out, directly helping Snyder was doing them a favor by not creating a roadmap for a regime change. However, the absence of transparency has hounded the league for months, culminating in a congressional investigation. So again, basically what this means is, Other owners are now really upset because of how bad the shield, how bad the league looks, how bad they look, because there is a complete, and as we've said over and over and over and over again, total lack of transparency, a total lack of like, hey, this is how we arrived at a $10 million organizational fine, not, hey, we buried this so that. It wouldn't conveniently come out. We didn't do this. We did this because of that and because we're the only ones that got an oral summation. Beth Wilkinson did not do an oral summation on the record to anyone in the public. She only did it to Roger Goodell and the NFL Shield henchmen. According to Pro Football Talk, Uh, And Mike Fleur, of course, again, he mentioned, as is true, it would take 24 votes in order to get rid of Dan Snyder. Now, again, you have to figure out whether the NFL has enough, has enough power to get those 24 votes. As you know, and you might remember from Super Bowl Sunday and before that, uh, a station that I've worked for for a long time and that part of my ownership group, Odyssey, Washington, D.C., 106.7, the fam, and the sports junkies, uh Of course, you remember if the league had actually gotten a written report from Beth Wilkinson uh that there would have been a conclusion that Dan Snyder or a recommendation that Dan Snyder would be forced to sell. Recommendation, not an order, recommendation. And Mike Florio backed that up all Sunday at the league's biggest event, right, Uh and is, again, reminding everybody that Dan Snyder is on thin ice. The League, of course, hired then Mary Joe White, not Beth Wilkinson, to do a second investigation to investigate more claims of misconduct, again, not only by Jason Friedman, we think, and the financial improprieties, but also by Tiffany Johnston, who alleged that Dan Snyder actually and is the only one that we know of that has made an alleged physical contact from there at a social event way back when. And it could have led to more things if lawyers weren't and if other people weren't protecting and separating Dan Snyder, or at least that's the story that Tiffany Johnston told the Congressional Roundtable. So here we have the situation where Dan Snyder, again, is back in the NFL headline. Now, why Jared Bell waited on Saturday night? I don't know. Maybe he thought it would get out. I don't know. Kind of bad timing for him because not as many people are paying attention to it. But trust me, it will be a buzz topic as the NFL kicks up the OTA period here and during a quote-unquote dead period of time. So we have all of this situation brewing. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? With all the particulars out of the way, at least for now, how realistic is pushing Dan Snyder out? And what is Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys? possibly have to do with it? I'm going to attempt to answer that question next, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, a word from our partners at Bet Bet BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find out all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the chase for the cup, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. You might want to put a future down on the Washington Commanders. You're going to get pretty good odds and some money. Bet online is your continued tour of your playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions. I used the website on Saturday afternoon to bet on the Preakness, and guess what? Your boy lost again. But that's okay. Had a little juice on it. Had a little fun. Didn't lose a ton of money. Was going for Dwayne Lucas's horse. Came up empty. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys. Thanks for making the Locked On uh, Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view each and every day. So we continue our reaction to the Jared Bell USA Today uh, story. Is there a way to not get 24 votes but also push Dan Snyder out of the NFL? The answer is yes, in my opinion. I don't know if it's legit, but in my opinion, yes. And here's the roadmap that I believe you would have to travel to get. There would have to be so much public publisher from media, from fans, from people in the league. There would have to be so much media pressure and public pressure that Dan just cannot escape. More stories like this, more pressure from the federal government and from the HOC. Putting Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder and others under subpoena on Capitol Hill, embarrassing them, bringing them to their knees. This is what it's going to take outside of getting or in lieu of getting 24 votes to try and push Dan Snyder out. Again, so much public pressure and harassment. Jerry Richardson, again, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers. Oddly enough, Ron Rivera was his head coach at the time. He was pushed out. He voted out. He was pushed out. Now he's older, but he was pushed out. So now we mentioned there was a fourth team owner that Jarrett Bell quoted uh, in the story, and this comes courtesy of my pal Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. He found this. Uh, he said that, of course, you know, the anti-brewing or uh, the brewing anti-Snyder movement is significant and was before the latest allegations surfaced. And apparently a bunch of owners expressed their angst, quote unquote, in front of Roger Goodell and other owners at the latest league meetings in late March in Palm Beach, Florida. Now, remember, Dan Snyder was not there and we don't have any idea of what exactly meetings, Tanya Snyder attended or didn't. When She was there. We know Dan wasn't there. We know Jason Wright was there. We don't know who was in these meetings that allegedly, according to this fourth owner, that there was a lot of angst over the Dan Snyder situation. So here's the next phase of all this. We've talked about this. I've mentioned forever on this podcast, on the radio, in print, anywhere, Twitter, Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones, the last time I checked, very good friends, still. Now, it's been a little while since I checked in, but very good friends, like strangely good friends. Maverick, if you will, um, rivals, and they want to win against each other, but they are very good business friends, partners, all of that stuff. And we all know this, Jerry Jones while controversial, and he's got his own issues to deal with, is the most influential and powerful owner in all of professional sports, at least here in the United States. Remember the Papa John lot to oust Roger Goodell, team that we told you guys mm, roughly two weeks ago, Jerry and Dan. That was in 2017. Now, my understanding is, at least as of 2020, with all the name change stuff, whatever the last time I checked in with a source, they were still buddy-buddy. I don't know where they're at right now. I don't know what friction there is right now, if there is any. I do know this. Jerry Jones was asked about the ruling and the report and the fine and everything in owners' meetings in late October, and he absolutely supported the action to not the report, to only fine the organization $10 million and said to the effect of that it was a significant penalty for whatever it's worth. Again, if they're still close, this could come down to Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder, a couple of others that are sympathetic to Dan or aligned with Jerry, which is Raj and many of the rest of the NFL ownership group. We don't know how many exactly, but it basically can boil down to Robert Kraft, the Maras, the Rooney families. Maybe they're on one side versus Jerry and Dan. We don't know. We don't know. The other element of this is, is there a way that Dan can be, again, theoretically ousted from ownership while Tanya Snyder remains in control of the organization and actually with the ownership? Yes, absolutely there is. And if I was a betting man, I would, if I was a betting man, I would tend to think that's going to be the solution. If I went to uh, bet betonline, if I went and took a prop bet on whether Tanya Snyder would ultimately rise from the proverbial ashes and be the long-term owner in name of the Washington Commanders, and that's how the NFL says this, I'd be willing to put a pretty good amount of money at BetOnline just for that scenario. Now, you might say that's preposterous, that's absurd. If you're going to get rid of Dan, you've got to get rid of Tanya, and you're right. Remember, boys and girls, this is the National Football League. This is the league where common sense does not exist. This is the league where they talk, 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 talk out of one side of their mouth, and it comes out the other ear. This is the league that couldn't find a way to get videotapes on Ray Rice and Kareem Hunt, yet TMZ had no problem getting them. This is the league that, that again, just turns its cheek sh- back, whatever, any chance they can, any they can, until they're roasted over the coals so badly that then, and maybe only then, do they finally step up and give in. Because they're about protecting their own. They're about protecting the shield. The players really don't matter as much. The shield, the ownership group, that's what they're about protecting. So could I see a scenario where Dan is, quote, unquote, removed from ownership, but Tanya, in name, retains control and full ownership? Yes can see that scenario. You should be able to see that scenario. I'm not saying it will happen, but that's a legitimate possible scenario. Don't rule it out. Don't just flush it the window. If you do, you do, you're being naive. This is how the NFL works. They don't believe in common sense. They don't think that anybody is going to notice or care or have a problem With a scenario that unfolds, hey, if Tanya runs it, if Tanya's name is the only Snyder on the actual charter of the franchise, on the actual books, Dan's not involved. Dan's not there. Dan's name is not involved. This is how the NFL operates. I can't boil it down any easier than that. Don't be surprised that that could be a legitimate scenario and one that is not getting enough attention. All right, we'll come back and wrap up the Locked On Commanders podcast. What does the Angelo Hall's criticism of Ron Rivera and the Commanders organization mean? I'll attempt to answer that next. But first, we tell you, this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Rock Auto. You guys know, uh, with all the ever-changing models and uh, cars and trucks, uh, going to electric and uh, gasoline and all that stuff, uh, old, new, foreign, domestic, all sorts of different makes and models, it can be hard to get the proper parts that you need. You might have to go to a dealer where they're going to charge you a ridiculous rate for the parts and for labor if you choose to do the labor with that. Or the auto parts superstore in your local neighborhood, which is going to upcharge you and charge you for all that overhead that they incur or not give you the account that they give Today, the mechanic who buys in bulk and volume down the street. So why go to any one of those two options when you can not go anywhere except dot com? And when we say not go anywhere, we mean just simply punch it in on your phone or on your browser, on your laptop, wherever it might be, on your couch, at your kitchen table, hell, in bed, whatever you want. Rock dot com. They're going to help you get the very best parts. At whatever and whatever you need at the very best price. So you are going to pay less and you are going to spend less time and you are going to get exactly what you need. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, this is exactly what you're looking for. Maybe you have a buddy that knows how to fix cars so you can pay him a little bit of the money that you saved from going to rockauto.com. When you go to rockauto.com, uh make sure you write Locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us-Fox so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need at rockauto.com. All right, guys, D'Angelo Hall, former Washington Redskin corner and commander slash football team radio broadcaster. Join Brian Mitchell and JP Finley on 106.7, the fans of the entire interview on the Odyssey app as you can, of course, listen to this Locked On Commanders episode and every uh, LOC episode. And he explained why, in part, he left the Washington radio booth after two seasons. This was a little bit surprising, right? He said, quote, in part, like I said, I need to see it. He's talking about the vision, the progress, the shape of the organization. He said, I'm a fan first, and it made it hard sometimes to go to work because my vision of what I thought It should be wasn't what ultimately the decision makers and what they wanted to do. You know how I am, guys. I'm going to speak my mind. And so it's best for me to go my separate way. I still love the organization, still rooting for him. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be a dogfight in that division. He said some other things. He criticized them for not going after James Bradbury. He wasn't very specific in terms of what he liked or didn't like, specifically Eric Scott Turner, Jack Del Rio, the coaches, all of that. It was interesting. It was somewhat weird because, again, he wasn't exactly pressed for specific examples other than the Bradbury reaction. But I'll say this. D'Angelo Hall's criticism really means nothing in the big picture. So what? He's entitled to an opinion. He's a personality. He's a media personality. His opinion basically means the same as mine, which is to say it means largely nothing at all. But I will mention this. His words were indeed heard and recognized around the NFL. And Ron Rivera going into year three, he has had and he does have his doubters, people that very much question the direction of the franchise and his ability to be anything more than average, mediocre, subpar, what have you. And the career record tells us that, too. One person that I talked to on Sunday afternoon said essentially, this is what I've been telling you for years about Ron Rivera, what D'Angelo Hall basically credit that there's different philosophies, and D'Angelo was not even willing to just bite his tongue and go on the radio for three hours a week in order to do his job and make a very good paycheck because he's so vehemently and fundamentally opposed what Ron and his coaching staff and the Ocean is doing. We'll see where it lands. We'll see where it goes from here. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your uh, Locked On NFL your second listen and your second view. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops. Neither does Locked On NFL get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins and, uh, Locked On NFL hosts like us representing all 32 squads. There's no off season for real fans to so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I'll be back with another solo episode on Tuesday. As we get you ready for OTAs, I'll preview both sides of the football, offense, and defense. If you want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577. Or locked on, WashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. Again, for David Harrison, discovering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Harris Show. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commander's Podcast.